when we were talking about Okiyasu's like not killing his dad and why someone on Twitter was like, I don't know if this is just my headcanon, but Okiyasu said he has he hasn't tried killing his dad because he doesn't know if he'll just end up sending him somewhere worse. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't know where it is, and so he doesn't want to send his dad there. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if that is real, but it's real now. That's definitely canon. Now. Well, all the stuff that Okuyasu's ever sent to wherever it is would be there. Oh, that's true. He so could maybe... send some nice things, like like <laughs> Egyptian burials. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like send him a pet and some other. Maybe make him feel less bad about erasing other things. Oh yeah, <laughs> but that makes me wonder what he has erased up to that point. Like, did he just like erase like random parts of scenery? Yeah, or like you know when he would jerk off instead of cleaning up, oh, he would God. just. So it's just a world full of Okiyasu's <laughs> jizz. Yeah, Jesus. that's only the only thing just like, and like vanilla ice. Yes, <laughs> just like and, and 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 armless avdol. Yes, like what do teen boys do? It's like well, rather than leave Kleenexes all over the house, and like, vanilla ice is just like sitting there, and he's just like, oh my god, look, another if I, fucking look. If I were Okiyasu, I would use my left hand for that. <laughs> Stop it. That's a good point. You don't want to yeah. accidentally. There's actually that in fan fiction a lot. He accidentally about, erases his no, dick? No, about oh. him not using his right hand oh. for sex things. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Welcome to JoJo's Bizarre Explainer, a podcast about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I'm Darius Kazemi. I'm Courtney Stanton. And I'm Elizabeth Simmons. And today we're going to be talking to you about puppets. <laughs> this is a Monster of the Week episode, and yeah. we don't get a whole lot of these in this season but uh we do on this one and it's not a favorite it's not a bad episode it's i not, mean you know. it's still better than most episodes in stardust crusaders <laughs> but Obiasu is not in this episode which takes at least 50 points out of 60 that's how many, that's <laughs> right, how many right. points there are for any given episode and it really detracts from it greatly so i think this episode exists just because the guy who ends up getting beaten gives us some important lore in the next episode like this whole thing is just set up and yeah so yeah, so this guy's a creep. Like that's his, he's he's one of those like hot topic looking creepy mouth breather weirdo guys. I've already forgotten his name. What is it? Ha- Hazamada. Hazamada. Yeah, Hazamada. He, he right. looks like he has a good character design in that uh, in the photo of him. And then yes. when you actually meet him, it's like, oh, I see. This is the photo you put on your Tinder. Yes, exactly. I was just, I'm like this on is... villain grinder. Yeah. Yes. On, uh, <laughs> yes. Or in this exactly. guy's in this guy's case, stand grinder. Yeah. God. Yes, this is, I think, our first full-on canonical I tried to fuck my stand guy. Yeah. Definitely the first explicitly stand fucking. Yeah, because yeah, at the end of the episode, near the or end of the episode. attempting. Ep- right. Near the end of the episode, he's like, you know, I asked my stand to copy, to like take the form of my crush, but then my stand was just a bastard, like just a total bitch to me. <laughs> Doesn't it's like, anyone I have a good it. personality? Right. It's like, well, you don't, so but your right. stand doesn't. It's beautiful. He treats I, his stand like a real doll. <laughs> and I, re- <laughs> I like that like he doesn't like, like he dislikes himself enough that his stand doesn't even like him, which is, you know some next level shit although the thing is is i think that makes more sense once we get into like part five part six lore of what stands are i feel like you would have a really popular like alienation twitter account you know being like tfw you make your stand into your crush but even your stand crush doesn't like you yes (laughs) absolutely that's that guy so yeah so plot wise i know we've kind of just jumped right into we're just gonna jump all around this episode because (laughs) it's not good it's not that good it doesn't 
we don't care about the story, but there's some interesting like flavor stuff that happens. Um, I think the most important thing in this episode is that Koichi Stan finally appears in the opening credits. Yeah. So he's no longer just leaning to the side like a jackass. Like a chump. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and also at the end of the opening credits, you see his stand in graffiti form, and that's what Okayasu like splits open with the hand. Yeah. So essentially like the credits make a little more sense now. And he gets the word mystery. Yeah. Right yeah. Which is true because Every single person who sees Koichi stand <laughs> immediately asks, what the hell is your stand? What is your deal? And that is that is exactly what Hazamada says when he finally sees Koichi stand. Which what, is, what is this beaked lizard thing? Yeah, what is that thing? A fair and just question. Oh, yeah. So the stand, uh, Hazamada's stand is called Surface. They don't call it surface. They call it show off in the in the localization, but surface sure. is a like an eighties R and B group from the United States. I just want Iraqi to make a Spotify playlist. We could make a Spotify playlist. I will say Spotify Japan at least did do a JoJo's playlist for part five the part five OST. Get it. And when it was apparently when it was released, it it took up the like seven of the top ten trending songs Give it. on Spotify Japan. I want it. Give it. Jeez. Do we not have access? I don't know. I haven't tried to look because I don't have Spotify. Okay. But I'll try to look at some point. So I guess uh, Hazamata's stand is just like the wood puppet thing. Yeah. I, or okay. Could it, well, be, the puppet, could it be anything? I think normal people can see the puppet. I don't think the puppet itself oh, right. is a stand. It's like a stand that animates the puppet. And yeah. Then Do gives we ever it, see a person type or? I, you know, I think it's I think it's similar to an oingo to a boingo because right. like normal people can see the book. Yeah, I was right. just gonna say I think this is a magical object. Yeah. Right. Interesting. Uh, which is funny because we were just talking about for yeah. the next couple episodes yeah. that right. we're hitting this faint. Yeah. Araki's experimenting with lots of different stands. Right. But also right does it have a range or is it an automatic stand? We, I mean we always see him sticking close it's to It's got a to Hazamada. I'm going to say it has a range just because he's so clearly aware of Josuke's range. Because mm. he manages to stay just outside right, of it. Right, although, although his, um, in the beginning when the friend gouges the eye oh, out, yeah. is that at a great distance? Or yes. is like, or is Hazamada like hanging out in the bushes behind I, the house? I see whatever the creepier option is for him. <laughs> well, that's true. And so so he probably is in the bushes. I think he's just a creep. Do, doing like an Angelo style stakeout. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because also I get the sense that the stand has to see you in order to take control of you. That's true. Because otherwise, why would he even want to get that close to Josuke, like toward the end? Yeah, right. that's true. Although, but but we do see stands that act like bloodhounds and stuff where like you need an initial contact, but then yeah. they chase you forever. But I don't right? think that's this one. I don't yeah. think he's cool enough to have that yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so like it's the stand rules are kind of fuzzy. I don't care that much. The yeah. stand rules are fuzzy. What? My monocle yeah. just popped out. Um, I mean, the stand rules are fuzzy, and it really seems like Hazamata just like has this kind of shtick where he like makes you stab your own eye out with a pen. Yeah, and, it's one move. Yeah, and like that's kind of it. Seems almost like his stand like manifested around his desire to do that, and that's like all it can do. I mean, well, and it is so weird. It is like one of those um, art posing dolls, right? So it's uh, it's yeah. like specifically for someone who is a wannabe artist i think clearly i mean he loves manga and anime and stuff so clearly he's uh he's like a well i, don't, I guess he's japanese so he can't be a weeb but he's just an otaku <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i love that he gets mad at josuke for not knowing what permanent is <laughs> yeah <laughs> which I which mean, is which i had to look up it's like a 60s it's like a classic 60s manga but if this is set in the like late 90s like right right uh, yeah it just seems like yeah a i've never heard of that deep cut whoops 
It's like an Astro Boy type thing about like a robot boy. Huh. I like, like every single time. I will never get sick of Josuke destroying things complete with no subtlety whatsoever because of his confidence in being able to repair. Yeah, them. I mean, this is a guy who doesn't blink an eye and punches a hole in his mom. I so. know. Yeah. So, like, t- but like he doesn't just open like break into and open this kid's locker he rips like he crinkle rips the whole door off (laughs) i think that he probably is like i mean look if if i could do that i feel like that would be a really healthy way to like vent some of your random anger like if i could just break shit all the time and then put it back together immediately i would probably also do it with abandon like that that's fair yeah i'm thinking about that if i could just trash my house and then have it all be put i'd probably do that instead of cleaning i mean i definitely I mean, the only place where I do have that power is when I'm like editing this podcast and I definitely <laughs> destroy this podcast and put it back together with abandon. I think so. that's actually an accurate description for <laughs> the process of editing. Exactly. I make it I make it reappear with like a weird nose. Yes. And that's, that's, what you, that's what you all get to listen to, listeners. Uh, they do a lot with maps in this episode for transitioning and to give you a sense of like what the fuck is going on. And like the scale of the chase. Yeah, I really like it. It's so it's such small stakes for an episode that already has no stakes. Yeah, I mean the problem is that the stakes in this episode, besides like try not to get people's eyes stabbed out with a pen, it's just like Jotaro is in peril from this like random dweeby teen. <laughs> like, yeah, if this teen caught up to Jotaro and actually tried to hurt him, Jotaro would just kill him. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't see it going well. And like Josuke and Koichi are worried about Jotaro, but like, <laughs> <laughs> why? We we have no reason to right, be worried about right. Jotaro. Like like later on, you see Jotaro like put in peril by some very badass stand users, and like that, I buy. I was saying earlier, it reminds me of uh, like that one old episode of Buffy the Zeppo where there's like the A plot and the B plot and the B plot is the one that we're focusing on. So there's all this like really major stuff (laughs) happening in the background, but we are only seeing like Xander doing dumb shit. I think Jotaro encounters like four different really powerful stand users on the way to the station and right. kills them and we just never find out. Yeah. Right. I assume that, you know, he and he like made some great strides in some sort of interpersonal relationships. Right. And, and like, then all and then also like like made some undersea discoveries yeah. while he was at it. You yeah. Know. This is maybe when he visited that beach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Saw yeah. that starfish. Like, but we're it's definitely kind of playing with the idea that like Jotaro used to be the protagonist, but now he seriously has no idea what's going on and he's just like clueless dad. Yep. Yeah. I, I to me this is like dad, can you pick up me and my friend from the mall? The right. Episode. Well, and it's from the point of view of like the teens. And so for as far as the teens are concerned, Jotaro's just a boring old guy. <sighs> so wrong. Jotaro has a rich inner life, he okay? Does. And outer life. Um Jotaro check- <laughs> and underwater life. Jotaro checks and outerwear. A- oh my god! <laughs> Jotaro checks his watch a couple times in this episode because of uh, I don't know. Uh, well, because he's got to get to the station by a certain point in time right, to pick up his kids. And Darius, it's clearly a tag Hoyer. <laughs> he will not let that go. We know it's a tag Hoyer watch. It's got to be the brand he steals. Um, <laughs> maybe he nesting can a- Jotaro. Hashtag nesting Jotaro. <laughs> maybe he can afford to buy one now. We see. A beautiful and totally sane girl gazing out the window. Oh yeah, at, we get some nice foreshadowing. Oh yeah, Koichi. and yeah, I, I do want to mention. She's uh, totally normal. One of our listeners, because we we've been talking about how good they are at foreshadowing this season, and one of our listeners emailed in at this point now several weeks ago, but we record in chunks. So, but she was telling us that she actually saw some of the folks from David Productions talk about 
making this season and that Araki came to them before they got started and explicitly told them like please foreshadow as much as possible I didn't know what I was doing when they break open the locker yeah they're the the addition of pink dark boy to the locker is a David Productions thing it's not in the manga so I've confirmed that yeah good job so yeah so they're on the ball and they're on the ball because Araki told them to be oh uh, which is nice there's another part in this episode that I thought was really funny even though it's puppet Josuke um, <laughs> when he gets uh, that love letter from a girl and then he like turns to Hazamada and he's like reading this love letter from a girl and looking really confused and above him there's just like the rainbow yes. literally from the <laughs> from the from the shop, store sign but they yeah. have him posed so it's like literally exactly like over a his halo head. Yeah. yeah and I was just like all right I, 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 I hear you. I hear you loud and clear, David Productions. <laughs> I really, I like Josuke a lot. I think he's very sweet. He doesn't do a lot for me. Puppet Josuke is hot. Does a lot for me. Puppet I don't Josuke know is hot. why, but yeah, something about, you know, it just like he seems to give less of a shit and that's obviously a button, but yeah, he's great. And he like poses really well. He has good, he has good and slightly different facial expressions. I, I'm into it. Also, this is absolutely on message for this season, but all the hands are drawn really hot in this. Yes. Too. Like yeah. very detailed. Yeah. And like, I don't know what about them. Is well, so... and there's more hand stuff in this episode, too, where he's yeah. like, you, you never you don't look at your face very often, but you do look at your hands. So it's like weird to see your hands on someone else's body. Yes. Yeah, which honestly, I'm like, I, how high was it? Like, I'm just like that. Like, <laughs> don't. Do you ever just look at yeah. your hands? I'm just like, good god. <laughs> well, I feel like if you're an artist, okay, that makes you sense. You do look That's, at your hands that, a lot. That is true. Thank I mean, you, Eliz, for providing the actual the, the, viable yeah. perspective. Well, yeah. it's like your hand is in front of your face, like all the time. Okay, you have yeah. to have it, like you know. Also, like I mean, I don't know about a Rocky. But I think that like most artists probably use their own hands as like models for hands yeah. pretty frequently. So you really do know what your hands one, look one, like. Once again, glad we have someone who draws for a living here on the podcast. Yeah. Thank you. Um, but yeah, that's that's all my notes. Also, uh, the this the ending for Hazamada is very clearly what we were calling an Oingo Boingo ending, where the people that you piss off for no reason earlier in the episode come back and kick your ass. Chekhov's people you pissed off. Yeah, yes. it's that good Oingo Boingo karma. Uh, uh, and and also the the very ending where it's like, oh, by the way, Kobayashi was knocked unconscious and taken to the hospital. Uh, and no one is, noticed. And another, no one noticed. Another Oingo Boingo, another Oingo Boingo structure callback. Kind of funny thing. I do um I do like Koichi's use of his power in this episode to like to to fake out um, the Kazamata like with the too. train thing. I think that's cool. That's yeah. that's pretty good. Yeah. So for once Koichi's kind of helpful. Oh, and isn't this <laughs> Oh, 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 and this is where I love the scene uh in the in the high school where where he forces Josuke to smack Koichi and Koichi's like lying oh, there bleeding yeah. and he's like first of all thanks for healing me as soon as yes. you hit me second of all could you heal these wounds i got from hitting the door <laughs> and then and then they do the fist bump yes their they, little they fist do bump the fist bump cute. after koichi puts yeah, the sound effect really on cute. hazamata it's also, so good. bros good bros just generally koichi's like koichi has a lot of really cute facial expressions in this episode yeah. they give him lots of exaggerated cartooniness and it's cute i love the fist bump though yeah yeah but yeah, so that's, you know, pretty much they, they fight a guy, they stop the guy, they put the guy in the hospital. Well, they the- saved Jotaro from his grave <laughs> peril. He right. was going to be killed by this, this guy. He was going to be killed by 
Jotaro's cause of death was going to be stabbed in eye with pen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that definitely fits. Well, and then don't we get a um a quick chili pepper thing at the end? Oh too, yeah, chili which pepper. Is dumb. Appears. I hate chili pepper. Um, yeah, chili peppers. Right. So I guess Hazamata mostly exists to give us a sense that there's some cabal of stand users who are keeping an eye on Jotaro Kujo or yeah, are trying to get rid very, of Jotaro Kujo. Some like hapless. Uh, hubristic stand users yeah. <laughs> who are like yes I'm the one who has the power to defeat <laughs> Jotaro Kujo like, yeah the okay. dude can stop time and he murdered Dio but sure go for it yeah like yeah. the number of times he's been stabbed with things way worse than pens yeah it's high. like that guy got shot with like a full clip at one point and you know I think light novels saved him sort of <laughs> yeah. yeah some several knives were thrown at him yeah his stand can catch bullets inside him before it hits any organs but yeah sure that <laughs> <laughs> that pen is gonna do a lot um, he might have to wear a band-aid for a week or something yes Dio couldn't kill Jotaro Kujo but this guy oh yeah yeah knock off hot topic <laughs> sad boy is definitely gonna <laughs> Sorry, I keep like citing Hot Topic, but it's just he's got that the like the heavy buckles across his uniform that is yeah. Just, he like, looks very much like no offense to people. Well, I don't care, but he like, listens he to looks, K- he listens to KMFDM. I, I was sure. gonna say like he he was really into Panic at the Disco. Yeah, that's in fits. high school. Definitely a bandom person. Yes, like when I was in high school. Yeah, De- definitely a band that existed in 1999. Yeah. I know he, yeah. he's that's exactly what the people dressed like when I was in high school and there were people who uh, were really into there have, from, from, uh, from my perspective as someone who was around during this era I think my KMFDM thing works it's like industrial techno yeah. like, I was gonna say it's like, like super into like nine inch nails and stuff yeah it's like emo before emo had a name because yeah. um, there's always been emo kids it's just at one point they were called goths so no, goths are slightly different <sighs> Emo kids are look. I'm just saying, emo kids were like goth light. They no, were way less committed. I understand that, but I'm just saying that like before that trend like of emo existed, all you had was goths. Oh yeah, no, I, I, yeah, and I. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, 1999 was the was the goth to emo inflection period. Yes. So, uh, you, you know, that was uh, it's a tough time to be a moody child. It's true. So yeah, so that's everything that one could possibly say. It really, it really this. is. Yep. We've milked the hell out of this. So yeah, we're done. <laughs> Great. Um, Woo. Thank you for listening. Next week, we get to meet Darius's girlfriend. That's right. And my role model. <laughs> uh, <so>. Not coincidental, <laughs> I guess. Someone I feel more neutrally about, except that she's hot. Yeah. So, you know, t- stay tuned for that. JoJo's Bizarre Explainer is recorded in Portland, Aura, Aura, Oregon. You can follow us on Twitter at ExplainJoJo or find us on the web at ExplainJoJo.com. We love to hear from our listeners, so please go to iTunes and leave us the kind of review that Hazamata would leave for stabbing people in the eye.